0: Welcome to the Next Step Podcast with Jay and Brad. Wait, wait. I'm Brad. I'm Jay. I'm an uh, act. All right. <laughs> Jay. What's up?
1: Feel Radical. Like we start
0: start off every time like that. How have the waves been? Oh, they have been, um, well, we hit a little bit of a lull. <clears throat> We've had a, we had,
2: we called it Rocktober, because October was firing. Every mm-hmm. day was just nonstop, swell after swell after swell and after swell.
0: because I had a mustache all of October. Yeah,
2: and you're still rocking it. it. looks amazing. I just shaved mine off. My wife cried. She was really? literally bummed at me. Like, literally almost cried to tears. My wife
0: still won't look at me with my mustache. Well,
2: Lexi started that way years ago. Now she loves it. So, all but I take. Um... Huh?
0: How long did it take for it to
2: cross whole, over? Like, it took me a couple t- winters of wearing it. Okay, it been
0: going on for like eight years I've been going You just got to gotta keep it. You just got to keep it. All right. Uh, uh, this will be month two. So yeah. Remember, I, I went current. a whole six
2: months, like into the Why summers do? and stuff with it. And right. that's when she started to change. And All anyways, right. so, six so then. Julie, six more months. Six more months. Keep it. See, that's some good news right there. How's, <laughs> how's the mustache? And how long does it take to love it? Swell um, died and I just came back today and it was pretty fun. All right. But it's been for easy. The air, like the offshore
0: the morning Santa wind. winds
2: are like, it's like 50, no, 48 when I woke up, plus the wind in the water. I was pretty dang cool this morning.
0: And, and sadly, and this time of year, know, out, when the waves and the wind come, the, the favorable wind is also favorable for fires. And so it's yes, pretty dude. sad what's happening. Uh, largest,
2: like, death rate, like 40-something yeah, people. Yeah, that
0: whole town wiped out. Yeah, and, 40-something uh, people I saw in the news. My daughter has uh, friends at BYU who live in Chico, and they have 30 people staying at their house who lost their home. 30 different people. We met someone in San San many they're staying down. They lived up there. It's devastating. So, like, I, went, I did a surf contest this last weekend. Yeah. It took me nine hours to drive what would normally take me four because of uh, all the roads closing on the way up there.
2: You know what's crazy with the fires? This morning when me and Fisher paddled out at, um, at Creek, you could actually see. So Salt Creek's in Dana Point where the Ritz-Carlton is. And it was way not even close to the sun rising yet. And you can see off in the distance towards Long Beach, flames. Three different spots of flames. flames. Yeah, in daylight, you can see the flames. Wow, that's how bright it was. You couldn't see light that far if they had lights on. That was straight fire. Uh,
0: It was. It's. It's insane.
2: Flames from Dana Point.
0: Well, let's get through some news. Um, I'm going to read a quote to you that got a lot of play on our social media. From a Hank R. Smith. I have no idea who this guy is, but apparently he uh, is a member of the church and quotes a lot. Do you know who he is? He's like some famous one. What's his name? Well, not f- famous member of the church. Jesus Christ, Letters Saints. Okay. Hank R. Smith. He's got Smith in there. Uh-uh. He's got R. He's got the three letters, like Hank R. Smith. So you know <laughs> you're, All You right, know you're a yeah. legit member of the church when you throw in your, your middle, middle initial. initial or p- if you go middle uh, initial, then name. Yeah. Then your last name. I think yeah. you're even more legit. Totally. In legitimacy. of the, Okay, but great quote. Sorry, Hank, if you're a listener and you're a bad A in the church, I don't know who you are. Yeah. <laughs> so, but this quote is you're amazing. Awesome. Don't assume that those who are inactive in the church have a weak testimony or aren't close to God. And don't assume that those who are active in church have a strong testimony or are close to God. Boom! That got the most shares of uh, in a long time off of our social media. Really? So like re-shared that Let's out. See a picture. And and I actually I was uh, I get sucked into these uh, conversations usually on Richie T Stedman's Cultural Hall, and and usually it's been around uh, uh, certain topics and and people like to throw out, well I'm an active member of the church and I disagree with this and that you know, and so I put that on there as a quote like. It yeah. doesn't matter if you're active in the church. It doesn't mean you've got a testimony. It doesn't matter if you're not active that you don't have a testimony of God. Yeah. So that, I like that. Would you Any comment? You're silent on that.
2: I feel that <laughs> it's better just to take your own inventory and then worry about others. Cause there you go. It's never ending if you start. When you go down that road, which I go down a lot, I admittedly, it leads to never ending experience. <laughs> it leads to never. That in, inventory of other people never ends if you do a proper inventory for yourself. It ends. And so you do don't inventory way. other people's lives. Keep your and, side of the street clean. Okay. Don't worry about other people.
0: Message from ARP.
2: Unless someone comes to you and says, I need help, then go out and help them. Okay. If not, stop judging people.
0: I sent this to you, and I think you said amen. I sent it to you in text, uh, an yeah. article in ScienceDaily.com. Oh, yeah, this is a good one. Uh, that says, social media use increases depression and loneliness, study oh, finds. So gnarly. And here's a quote out of it. The bottom line, she said, the author of it. Using less social media than you normally would leads to significant decreases in both depression and loneliness. Mm. These effects are particularly pronounced for folks who were more depressed when they came into the study. Mm. You know what I wondered? Class action lawsuit. Dude, that's probably never been done. Like, because, yeah, like, without get... dislo- properly disclosing, like, the effects of it, I mean, there's been enough studies now yeah. of, the negative effects
2: like if you had a family member commit suicide like right, and you can trail back the depressions what nothing yeah um or like yeah yeah you have all sorts of or not even commit suicide but like someone who needs to be institutionalized just or medical
0: costs just necessary. needs
2: help right like whatever even addiction like led to addiction mm-hmm. why couldn't you go back and yeah why couldn't you go back and um sue some of these freaking companies because it's been like you said it's been proven there's people that have wh- whistleblown said hey listen man we had to study, like, gambling and how they did it in Vegas, how right. they got people to so dig the slot machines. Yeah, and all yeah. that, kind of, right?
0: Yeah. Interesting. I bet I wouldn't be surprised me if, if some pop up. We should call some lawyers. What? Oh, maybe. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, this one also got, I, I'm just re- yeah. doing my, I'm quoting our own news. I like it. Uh, Jesus leaving these. the 99 to find one seems illogical, irrational, and senseless until that one is you. That leaves a cold, chill down my spine. Did it? Yeah. We had a few comments like, that one was me. Yeah. People commented on that one. Um, Okay. The last uh, one was someone I just saw today, which is an article that had the title of the article says, pulling up my pictures. Swiping, swiping, swiping. Come on. Wow. Wow. Atheist minister in Christian denomination gets to keep her job leading the congregation. I'm gonna read that again to you. That was so a backwards I can't even understand. Atheist minister in a Christian denomination got gets to keep her job. Because she'd be suing for discrimination. Of course. What do you say to course about (laughs) (laughs) We'll post the picture up there? The profile. Um, uh, that's prob- prob- that's a bomb. Like it's kind of like that's for sure. Worldly. So it's not sued, right? Because it's a job. For sure, for sure. It's a job. You, yeah, you can't discriminate me. She said, because-
2: "Well, if you sue me, if you fire me, I'm going to file, you know, unemployment,' and then
0: because it's a job. Exactly. Her job as a minister. This is where if
2: you separate, yeah, business." Well, this is interesting. So that's why I love the way the church does it. We don't get paid to minister, but there are people who can work for the corporation of the church in order to help make sure we're secured. Administer. 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 So we have administering people that actually work but not in the ministry, which is awesome Mm -hmm. because then you don't have to worry about that. Well, you just – you know when you pay your ministers to preach to you. That's a job. You're an employee. That's what – this is the stuff that's going to start happening.
0: Yeah, starting it's right crazy there. man. Kinda, that is like I saw that. I'm like, what? And I had to read it three times. And I'm like, nuts. nuts, but not nuts. Like I talked to one of my clients today about where we're leading as a country or just
2: as people, like in general society with what we're, you know, yeah, triggers and all this crazy stuff. It's nuts we're living in times that have been prophesied so i went back so you know we were in sunday school talking about news with uh we've been reading isaiah you know every sunday school and um, I, I miss sunday school because oh, I, I, I went to another ward but uh, but i mean lo- like two weeks last okay. week i missed two but um so i went back and i and this is crazy before doing the 12 steps I didn't understand Isaiah, like, at all. Like, when I play, I'm like, what is that? I'm reading it. You understand it now? Dude, yes. Like, I don't know if I, un- like, I can't, of course, talk to you about the history of, like, because sometimes he's dropping real life. I don't know all the background of what he's talking about in the moment, right? Mm-hmm. But when he's talking about, like, stuff in our time,
0: yeah, he the spirit's,
2: like, whispering and, like, this is what's happening. This is what's, so it's, it's, it's I shouldn't say more understanding. I should say, like, it, bet- it makes sense. It makes sense. And I, for me, it's been helping is pressing play and listening to him because then I'm listening to someone else talk. I'm an auditory learner, so when someone's talking to me, I'm like I'm, – I'm just relating it to when he talks about like the youth will fall and they'll you know, fall flat to the floor. I'm thinking about people, youth that are dying from addiction, you yeah, know,
0: uh-huh.
2: kids that are – you know, dude, this stuff was prophesied is what I'm getting at. And Isaiah was prophesying uh, it from Isaiah, day one.
0: Uh, well, why else did we dedicate, did uh, the writers of the Book of Mormon dedicate so much to...
2: Most quoted of all... All the prophets. All prophets by modern-day prophets today, yeah. as well as Christ himself, as well as...
0: kind of cool to meet Isaiah. In the oh, afterlife. it's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. But I bet he'll be, like, so humble. He'll be like, yeah, what? There'll just, be a line out the door, like, to yeah, talk to him. just shake his hand. A line
2: out the cloud. I don't know how it'll be. Is there doors? I don't know.
0: <laughs> Maybe we can nation. hang out and just get barreled. Well, <laughs> we're going to do short news because we've got an amazing... We've been oh. in round tables the last couple of times, so we've got... Sorry, it's it took long to put this out. Yeah. We're doing every other week now. So yeah, I think little we're, little gonna we're gonna eventually we're going to get
2: into every week again. We'll see. You think we will? I
0: think we will. Kay. The demand is growing. We need to get healthier and... Uh, because we've been sick and whatnot. Yeah. We got holiday season coming up too, like next week. Last, we year, I got, last year I got
2: bird flu, remember? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm moving so, out of town Thanksgiving. So, what
0: is this roundtable, this one? This is
2: Um. I love you, got, you set this thing up with, the, with uh, wives, um, so spouses of addicts um, in different stages. We got my wife who's got six years in recovery. Um, and then, or, you know, almost six years. Then we got another one, which I won't say until we listen, but uh, who's got about a couple years, you know, like from when, been going forever, but finally got, did,
0: did the steps. Been, I mean, been dealing with uh, a spouse with an addiction with it since, uh, for since marriage, whole marriage, since right? whole marriage. But yep. I think she'll say she didn't get recovery until she
2: did the steps, right? Mm-hmm. So that was a few years back, or I don't know the exact, so sorry if you're listening. but. Um, and then we got someone who's brand new who just did the steps and who's like in that new f- it's just it was cool how that worked out it just happened to work out perfectly yeah, with they all
0: had uh, different, different times different timing different but, different drug of choice
2: yeah spouses with different addictions however mm-hmm. uh, as always all same all on the same page as far as the solution what it does
0: that's uh it's freaking sick that is so, that is, if it was you like last
2: week's with the round table they'll love this one
0: this one's good. We're gonna so it'll be up here. Actually, if you're listening to this, it's coming up next. It's coming up. Next. Um, the I want to just end because we talked about this in our meeting tonight, which comes directly from the AA Alcoholics Anonymous book, and it's also recorded in our Step Four, is that your thoughts, feelings, beliefs are actually the root cause of your addictive behavior, so and unless true. you examine all your tendencies towards fear, pride, resentment, anger, self-will, self-pity. Your abstinence will be shaky at best. And that's the message for the spouse or the addict. Totally. Right? That's what we're hearing. Co- that's what you're hearing. Codependency
2: right? is just as big as as an addiction and an obsession as the alcoholic, addict, sex addict, whatever. And, and I think
0: uh, as members of the Church of Jesus Christ Larry Saints, we don't understand that. We we may only know, I mean, most common is AA, Alcoholics Anonymous. Totally. But there's an anonymous for everything. And codependence anonymous is. is Meaning there's a solution for 12 everything. 12 steps. Yeah, there's a solution. The, the and they're
2: all they're all based off the twelve steps, except for each one has specific steps, um, which they'll talk about the book, right? That Lexi got, and um, mm-hmm. yeah, and um, it's the big book for Alcoholics Anonymous, and, and amazing. It's just amazing that book, and uh, it it gives you specific steps that you need to have for as a if you're a spouse dealing with a loved one. We got it for one of my family members just recently, and you know get it give it to friends. And I had a wife tonight ask me about something that she could give to someone. Whose parents are alcoholics, and anyways, you know. Yeah, the book is Al-Anon Works. Al-Anon Works, yes. So that's the how way. families and friends about how alcoholics. Al-Anon works. Yeah, and
0: and if you're reading that and you're like, well, my spouse is not an alcoholic, replace, replace the a, word alcoholic with, with whatever addict whatever it or is.
2: food addict, depressing, whatever. It it'll address why it'll address your disease to want to fix and change and control. That's what it'll address. It
0: it just so happened that alcohol was the first of the substance or behavior that the twelve steps addressed. So, so uh, so
2: don't so once again, don't look for the differences, look for the similarities.
0: Okay, well that's it for news. Uh, Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing with your folks and friends and social media and whatnot. And thank you for your emails, direct messages, or other other ways to communicate with us.
2: And I'm not chewing gum. See you later, and Um that's yeah, pretty funny to walk into the house and she's got our like <laughs> scripture like the institute study guide or whatever it is the seminary study guide um but uh yeah no i think these steps are uh they're they're amazing i heard one time someone say that they emancipate you from yourself right and like when you look up um, you know emancipation in the dictionary or just on google you know it talks about freeing yourself from slavery you know like setting yourself free And that's what these steps did for me, for sure. And when you talk about this step, this is, you know, eight and nine or so, kind of the last two that kind of separate you from your past. They're they're emancipating you from your past life, right, from the past chaos of all the wreckage that you've caused and um, to loved ones, yourself and others. And um, it says right here in the action steps, you're ready to contribute peace to the world rather than to add contention and negative feelings. If you ask Lexi, who I was in my addiction, when I was consuming massive amounts of opiates and other pills and you name it, um, or even when I was sober, and you know, those, there was some time when I was sober, I I added so much contention in the world. Like, I was, I was like, I was priming the pump for contention, you know, for like the world's contention. And I would just love arguing with people over stupid stuff, <laughs> over politics, or my opinion about the, the government, the world, you name it. Like, I was always ready to just dive in there with a lot of contention and um and you know not only these steps I guess what I'm getting at is not only these steps like help you with your addiction like drugs alcohol sex pornography food all these things once you then get emancipated from those things you get the recovery you get the feelings like you you know those those desires go away to use them they also help you with these things you know the deep-rooted things that are we are told in the step before this are the root cause which your thoughts your feelings your actions right and it says, you are willing to stop. This is the part that I'm still, I, I, you know, it's never ending. You are willing to give up judging anyone unrighteously and to stop taking inventory of others. Lives and faults. And, uh, yeah, lives and faults. And um, that's something I still have to, I go up and down. You know, some weeks I'm doing great. And I'm like, I don't, you know, like some, Lexi will tell me something or something will happen at work. I'm like, oh, well, that's just it And then some days, like, I'm like, Pfft. Let me tell you why that person's wrong. I'll tell you what they're doing. I'll tell you what's going on. You know, like this person's this, this, and this, right? And like, you know, we're so quick to judge. And I was that way too when I first walked into recovery. I walked in that room of seven, seven guys sitting in a circle. And, you know, I was like, man, I'm not as bad as these guys. And then come to find out, like, Every one of them combined, I think, in that room had, like, 40 years of recovery, and I had zero, right? So, and I was judging them that they were worse than me, but that's how stupid I was, right? And I've been emancipated from those stupid thoughts, you know, those, 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 those things. And, you know, I, I, and it says you are ready to stop minimizing your behavior and excuses for it, you know? As soon as I, like, as soon as I finally said the word, like, actually came to terms months into the going to the meetings every week, I was like, oh, I am an addict. There's no way around it. Like my, I finally identified with enough of the people in the room every week that I was like, <clears throat> I am everything that I've been hearing. And um, that freedom that came from that, I, because I think at that point it was also my wife had come back at that point and uh, my life started to put itself back together a little bit. Um, you know, I was just like, man, the minimizing, I realized that minimizing and making excuses wasn't getting me anywhere. In fact, it was destroying me and it was going to kill me. I was gonna kill me. Like if I if I got back on pills again, I was gonna die. And every time I drank since I joined the church, which is only like three or four times in 13 years, I ended up blacked out or in the hospital a couple different times. And so I'm an I'm an alcoholic. I'm an addict. I'm all these things. And I can't have. I remember making that commitment out loud in a meeting and saying I can't have any mind altering substances. And if I do, I'm dead. It's that simple. Like I'm gonna die. And I'll probably you know hopefully I don't kill anyone in in the in the in the process, but I'm for sure gonna die. And that was emancipating me, just saying that, and then doing these steps further as I did, I got to eight and nine. You know, I realized that you know you can live in amends for things, right? Like there, there's some people that you can't go. You know, someone's married now, you can't go to certain people. There's going to be times where your sponsor is going to tell you and guide you through that that list, and and that's when you learn about um, that principle of living amends, right? And how important that really is, right? Rather than just saying sorry, actually living with the thought process of I don't want to create that same chaos in this world again because I had done that, and there's still a ripple effect from that, right? We learn. And um, I believe uh, definitely God, you know, when we, we're having the change, for sure it's not comfortable, you know, and he definitely is concerned with our character, hands down. But I think I, I, we know for a fact, we know script- scripturally and in this church that he does care about our comfort. That's why he gave us the comforter. So he does care about our comfort. But the requirements to be comfortable means you gotta forgo a lot of things. It means I gotta forgo a lot of things. It means every time I swear, every time I get angry, every time I take someone else's inventory, guess what goes? Comforter. And I feel it, still to this day. You know, I do it for a couple of weeks or I do it for a weekend or five days, three days in a row before you know it, and I'm not comfortable anymore. I'm not feeling good and I know it's left and I know it, that's how I know it's not me that's making myself comfortable. It's something that's out of this world in a sense, right? It's not, it's spiritual. And, um, but I do believe that these steps emancipate you. So if, if you're still having those thoughts and that shame and that guilt, you're not done with the steps in the story. Because if you were, you wouldn't have that same shame. You won't, you won't. It's a proven fact, you will not. I've said that a hundred times because I've never met anyone so far, did all 12 steps and came here and was like, nope, it didn't work. I'm still, I'm still sad, I'm still depressed. No, they all were like, they're free and they 're not perfect, but they 're free and they, they, they have new, they use the maintenance steps to get through their day now and uh, and still the principles of these steps and you know and i 'm still definitely doing them because I take everyone 's inventory and uh, <laughs> i 'm a lot better when I take my own, and uh, I say that in the name of Jesus Christ in there.
0: Ask the addicts. Wives.
3: Wives
0: in the house. Why are you guys so happy about that?
4: Because you just gave us sugar. Okay.
0: (laughs) Brad lures them in with sugar. Sour Patch Kids. That's what we do. We have uh, been trying to get this for a while. Lexi, thank you. Everyone loves Lexi. Woo!
5: Yeah, I know. It's been a while, you guys. You can always request to have me on. Please
0: do. (laughs) Email uh, Lexi at, oh, never mind. It's just 12 steps change at gmail.com if you (laughs) want to uh, have questions for Lexi. These are so good. Lexi, I asked Lexi, let's get some wives together whose husbands are in recovery. Yep. And, uh... So I'm going to let you in, and I said, let's get a variety of maybe addictions. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have you introduce our panel tonight.
5: Okay, the panel. So first we have Corinne, and I asked her because Corinne? she is definitely an advocate for um, spouses doing the actual 12 steps. And her story is kind of amazing because she actually used to hate... But can I say like you used to hate kind of coming? And yeah, everything. Well, she used to like hate coming to like ARP, and she like was just like so over everything in there, uh-huh. everything about recovery. And since has changed completely. Oh, okay, Jay had to talk for a second. Oh god, it's Jay's okay. Still you here. can say something. Um, and then I have Stacy
0: in February. Uh, oh. You posted on oh, your yeah. blog, Mint Arrow. I did. Um, February 14th was the date that you posted it. So if you go to com, she has her whole story on there where she does say, I hated it, I hated ARP, and hated everything about it. Something this like that. That's true. And you so go back and listen to her episode. And you go listen to her episode, she links it all on there as well. It's awesome. Yep. Okay. True
5: that. And then we have Stacy. Hi. Stacy. And.
0: Stacy's the first timer on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Oh. I have never.
6: Been on this side of it. I listen to podcasts religiously, but do you
0: listen to this podcast?
6: Multiple,
0: okay, dozens. But I've never
6: been on. Have it. you ever listened you listen to, our to the
0: Next Step podcast? Oh yeah, okay. really? Okay, yeah. I, it's always weird. Um, but thank you.
5: I picked Stacy because I feel like she just gets it, and she's gone through a lot and still is going through a lot, but she's really held her ground, and I feel like. Um, the 12 steps have totally kind of just like changed who she is. She's just like such a strong person ever since she started coming to the meetings and then also doing the 12 steps herself. Like, I feel like she's just really come into her own and I just wanted to have her on here.
0: Okay. So what, uh, Lexi, what do you consider the, the drug of choice of your spouse?
5: Um, I would say foremost painkillers. Okay. Great. Uh, so, my
4: husband, Neil, uh, and he's totally open with this on our blog and social and everything.
0: That's on uh, March 11th. You can hear, look, go to mentaero.com and look for Neil's, right? Or Neil's first, right?
4: No, I, I came on first. First, okay, sorry. But that was before our story was public. Okay. That's then, true, that's true,
0: true, Oh, that's true.
4: Then we, I think, did the blog post. Then he came on the yes. podcast. Yeah. Okay. Yes, Okay. Anyway, Neil um, is a recovering pornography addict.
0: Yeah. Okay.
6: Um, <laughs> it's mainly nicotine and opiates.
0: Okay. So painkillers, too. So, three very different. Mm-hmm. Um, did... D- do you... This is where we're just real honest. When you first came to ARP, was it was there like, because uh, addicts tend to do this, right, Jay? Where it's like, well, my addiction's not as bad as that guy's addiction. Cause we tend to look for the differences rather than the similarities. Did you all three do the same thing? Like, well, at least my husband's not yes. that.
6: Like, oh my gosh, Corinne, how is she handling this? <laughs> I used to, this is so bad, but
4: I'll just say it. I used Please? to think, like, I wish my addiction, I wish my husband's addiction could kill him because he's, like, not afraid of... He's not a f- like. There's no fear factor in this. Yeah, it's it like right whatever. Yeah. yeah, I used to be so frustrated when like people would be like, "This is life or death," and I would be like, "Unless it's unless you're <laughs> Neil." <laughs> unless
0: you're Neil. <laughs> so, Lex, did you ever have that? Uh,
5: um, I don't know. It was weird when I first start, started coming to meetings. I was just so stoked on it.
2: Hey, he's right away. Oh, we just went through like we were. Yeah, our our story's a little different than theirs. Like yeah. in the sense of like where we were. First of all, Lex, and when we say I'm an addict, like I say I'm an addict, and yes, she says drugs, but like, let's be honest. When I say addict, that's like saying I'm a dog, and you can pick whatever breed you want. Like I've been addicted to a lot of things, including pornography, including sex. Okay, but I have a
4: question because I've always wanted to ask you guys this, and we're like such close friends. I don't know why I don't know this, but so, like, I obviously know Jay's story and you showed up with Xander and all of that, mm-hmm. and, like, you guys were separated, and then, like, I know the phone call and mm-hmm. all of that that happened. So, like, how much time between when
2: Separation. you stepped
4: into your first meeting and okay. when Lexi came to her first meeting?
2: Probably a couple months, three like, months.
4: Okay, four or five months, I would say. Okay. Yeah. Four or five months.
0: It was a long time. How about you and Neil?
4: Oh, well, Neil and I did recovery before, and this is a condensed version, but Neil and I did recovery... Um, even when we were dating, and then through being engaged, breaking off our engagement, getting reengaged, but, but you never day did one any meetings yourself. No, no, these no, are like, like we're uncaught. going to meetings. You both were. We're going okay. to like paid meetings. Remember okay. when yeah. Jay on the yeah. on my podcast was like, "So wait, so it's just like a meeting except you have to pay for it?" <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, that's exactly what we were doing." And then he even was doing like, um, like twelve uh, step meetings, like essay. Mm-hmm. Sexaholics Anonymous. He was doing that; those for years. I mean, we did like every, like, version of recovery that you can think of, except for ARP. And then, we tried it out, a little bit. Then we moved here, and I was so burned out of recovery that I was like, "Screw this! Like, you do whatever you want. None of this works anyway." And he went to the San Clemente meeting for like a year. Yeah, maybe? I With- I knew him alone for a long time. And then he started inviting me, and he was like. I think you would like these meetings, like you should come and I was like, uh, you can do whatever you want but I'm not going to those meetings, thank you very much <laughs> and then he was like, no, like there's this really cool girl named Lexi and at that time Lexi like was the only
2: wife I think the
4: only wife, and like there's this cool girl named Lexi and I was kind of like, fine, whatever and we showed up and I was like oh no, this chick is way too perky for me, <laughs> and there is no way Pretty she, perky. there is no way on like God's green earth that she and I have been through the same thing, there's no way, <laughs> she's too happy. 'Cause I was so angry. So And Neil had
2: a similar thing. He thought I was full of crap too.
4: Well yeah.
0: yeah.
4: I mean, come on, Jay. Well
0: everyone <laughs> Jay. you're not surprised by that, are you? No. Okay. And I, I wanted to punch, punch Jay. Yeah. yeah. I she wanted to punch me too. Only I because feel
4: it. there was like right after Neil relapsed one time and I never get to like share this in a meeting, but um <laughs> So one time after, re- Jay, after Neil relapsed, Jay comes up to me and he's like, you know, like, know. Lexi just had to, like, you know, just like Lexi had to love me, Corinne, through some of these things. And I just was like, <laughs> I'm going to punch you in the face. <laughs> I was so mad. But that was also just before Neil was, like, really taking the steps seriously, yeah. way before I was ready to do the steps.
0: And you
2: didn't see us in our worst.
0: Yeah. It's easy yeah. to do when uh, so when you said wasn't taking it serious did you think he was taking it serious or did you have an impression that he wasn't taking it serious or where was a where did it seem to so that, from your perspective him starting to take it serious
4: yeah so that's an interesting question that i was just discussing with one of the girls that i'm sponsoring earlier tonight about like okay where did that shift happen and i feel like for neil he always had a desire to do the right thing And that was why, like, we bounced between, like, therapists and couples therapy and paid recovery. Like, he didn't hide it from you, which is a big thing. All kinds of things. Right,
0: like, early on where.
4: That's true, although he was lying a lot, too, to cover it up because he just didn't want to, like, deal with. the
0: whole
4: thing. Well, he would just, like, things would happen and then he wouldn't want to deal with me being upset. And, like, anyway, but he always had the desire to do the right thing, but he didn't want it bad enough. And I think that he didn't have enough faith in the beginning in, like, ARP actually working and in the steps working. He would come in and be like, this is watered down AA. Like, this isn't actual real recovery. These are like, this is like a glorified testimony meeting. <laughs> <laughs> and some meetings are.
0: Some 12, some ARP, Tulsa meetings are that way.
4: Yeah, that's true. nobody I've, has I've recovery and everyone's just sitting around talking and, about. And they
0: bear the testimony about the church. Yeah. And not about recovery or the, the principles of recovery. Because yeah. so they're not
4: doing the steps. hmm Right, so I think the shift happened for him, ironically, and this isn't like a, um, I don't think this is necessarily a formula for success for everyone, but I think his last relapse, I was like, wow, like I shared today, I was so done with trying to control his recovery, and I was so burned out of everything, that I decided to start the steps for real, and really dig in and do them, and... I just went to him and said, "I'm done
0: did, worrying what, did about you mean, this." Did you? Was there ever a point where you were like, "I'm done with this marriage"? Like, if he, no, if no, he no, had to no. continue to be uh, acting on a pornography addiction and all that entails.
4: Here's why, and no, and here's why is that when I married Neil, I had been married before, had um, married married in the temple. Divorced, And then when Neil and I got married, we got married in the temple. And I had the strongest, yes, this is who you're supposed to marry from God. I knew it. And I could not deny it, which was a very different experience than my first husband. And so when, like, we went through ups and downs, I would look at the bishop and say, like, I think I'm just going to have to endure this until we die. Okay. because I don't think he'll ever get over it, but I'm not going to quit this marriage. you knew
0: you had that commitment. I yeah, but, knew. That, I knew well, that but God did, had, told did, had you it you drawn right. lines? Because addiction is uh, progressive, progressive, right? yeah, So, for sure. like, if it had gone to a certain point, if it had progressed to a certain point, was there a line where you would have said, okay, no, this is done?
4: I never had to get there, so I don't okay. know. I mean, there were never... There you were never n-
0: verbally or define what lines, if certain lines were crossed.
4: Um... Neil never like took his addiction live. There were never like live people involved. It was always just strictly pornography, and luckily, um. So I never had to like face that okay. question, um, and maybe if it had, maybe it had been different. I don't know, but um, what I was gonna say is, when I went to him in all sincerity, said. I'm done trying to control this and trying to manipulate the situation so that the I will get the outcome that I want. I'm gonna take care of me. I'm fine no matter what you choose. So you do you and I'm gonna do me. And I'm I'm really okay. Like if you decide you wanna do this pornography thing for the rest of your life, I I'm gonna figure myself out and I'm okay. And then he had to just sit and live in his misery <laughs> when he chose to make bad choices because it wasn't about me being angry blame anymore. You or, it was yeah. all on one hundred percent on him, and I think that's when he was like, you know what, I'm kind of done with this too. And that just happened to be our story, but I don't know. Yeah, that everyone's that gonna be different anymore. because there
0: are certain. You, Lexi and Jay talks about the line like, "I'm done."
4: Yeah. There was
0: maybe it didn't get spoke of before. Lexi, was it ever spoken of before? Because okay. you had known that. I mean, I. You have... known he had prescription. uh yeah. Problem on his mission, but. You may not have thought that it was ever going to come to bear again, right? I
5: think what my thing was is, I mean, we didn't really have the twelve steps. Like while he was in his addiction, mm-hmm. I had no boundaries. I was just like this flat doormat. Both of
3: us. So we then,
5: once I you. once I got to the point where I what I where I was where I was like, I hate you. Like, I'm over this marriage. You
0: just knew. You didn't have boundaries, but you knew when the boundaries were crossed.
5: Yeah, and I was just like, it was almost like unsaid. Like, I had said a couple times, like, I hate you. I want a divorce. And then he'd straighten up for a little bit. But, like, everything was never really talked about that much. It was just like, we would just yell and fight, and then I was just like, I cannot do this anymore. We had no
2: solution. Like, we didn't, not only did we not, like, have boundaries, but we didn't have we, lit- I mean, I'm speaking for myself, but I bet you, Lexi, would agree. We thought we were like the only couple that was dealing with this in the church, tr- like because when you go to wards, like. We were in Draper, Bountiful. Like yeah. the, everyone looked perfect, right? And like, like, and
5: we were young, and we way were, younger
2: we than what we the doesn't get like, talked about. No, and it no. feels like, and that. I would go to the bishops. We yeah. would talk to our bishops about like how, like, okay, I'm de- like, I need blessings and stuff. Would get
5: like blessings But like, from the they were like, oh, hey
2: Kate, I need you to talk to this guy because he's been through your same story, you know, or whatever. Like, so we would just try to figure this out on our own. I've talked about this hundreds of times where I'd quit and then make it a couple weeks and go, you know, start scratching, him before you know it, I'm like. Back in the emergency room for something, you know, and that wasn't because I liked where my life was going. You know what I mean? It was like we had no. How else were they going to stop? I had no. You know, I could so flush what, him but how do you stay sober?
5: That's why our story is a little different because we didn't have these tools. Like while he was in his like super active. Addiction. As soon as we
2: got him, we embraced him.
5: But mm-hmm. yeah,
6: okay. So my husband wants to say confidential. If that's okay. So yeah, yeah. Totally. yeah, yeah.
2: Totally. Yeah. Yeah.
6: Um, I literally have just gone through what Corinne just Mr. said. Mr. X, we'll call him. Mr. X, brother X. You can give him. Oh, a, oh wait, that's weird you too. You can give him X. like, <laughs> like <laughs> brother. This podcast can't call people X. Like
0: I know. Sorry. Oh. Oh yeah. <laughs> just kidding. Just him. My husband. husband.
6: Um, so I have also been a flat doormat because I didn't. I thought a good Mormon wife just endured. I thought that's what endure to the end. Endure to the end. Totally. And so I thought, well, suffering till the end. I'm just going to suffer through this and. What Corinne just said, I've kind of gone through that where this this isn't going to end. I just saw my life like kind of flash before my eyes and see women in here in their like forties once in the San Clemente meeting, and she was crazy and saying like I'm going to find my husband and talking about cameras she was putting underneath her car and I thought there's nothing stopping me from being her if this keeps going. She was obsessing about she was about the problem. About finding him in his problem. I thought, well, I do that on a small scale right now. I'm only 30. Like, this is going to happen. And so she kind of, she has no idea. But she propelled me to do these steps. And Corinne propelled me to do these steps because in San Clemente, it was only Lexi and Corinne. And then I showed up. Yeah, you and, and
4: and when
0: you say these steps, the actual twelve the steps actual that are in the, the, in the, the manual AARP that the AARP addicts AARP. do themselves.
6: Yeah. Yes, I had to do those.
0: And and that may sound weird and it does to a lot of people like, wait, but I'm not the addict.
6: But you are because it's a family disease. And so
5: if his life is
6: insane, so is yours.
5: And most of the time, as a wife, your addiction becomes their addiction. Yes. You're like addicted you're, to codependency. I was addicted, addicted to fixing yes, things. Yes. To their, what they're doing and yes. well, let's trying just, to fix. Well, let's just
4: and, get something straight. Like, this is called the support guide. Yeah. These are not the 12 steps for spouses. Boom. This is the support guide. So, that's the
0: other manual. If you go to ARP.LDS.org, there's two kind of links. One of them is... Support guide for family, um, spouses, spouses and and family. family of
4: those in recovery, and and it looks like
0: it's great. But it looks like there's kind of steps because it goes one through twelve, but it's not steps. It's twelve. Yeah, twelve
5: guided. yeah, and and they'll give like you know like talks like talks from a conference an and stuff like that. Me
6: and someone were just talking about you. that. This is a wonderful. It's very comforting. Yes, it's very, like this is what you need when you're a wife to like feel like somebody loves you. But if you want to change your life, you need to do the Boom. the addiction recovery program. And that's and why even,
2: and even she's fast the forward, there's here. even a better like like Lexi just got her hands finally on um, the Al-Anon book. Yeah, you know the big book for so.
5: Also, I would like to say that real quick, if any wives out there who who need someone to tell you exactly what to do. There's a book called Al-Anon Works. You can get it on Amazon. It's a big blue book, and it says Al-Anon Works for, what does it say on the top? For families families and and friends of alcoholics. It's a big book. And it will literally tell you how to make yourself happy when you're in the chaos of addiction. right? With steps?
0: uh, uh, A brother who did Al-Anon for a long time pointed out the original 12 steps of alcohol, the original twelve step first step says, we admitted that we were powerless over alcohol, that our lives had become unmanageable. And he's like, just cross off alcohol. We admitted that, our, our, that we were powerless over our husband. We admitted that we were powerless over our wife. We admitted we were powerless over or this situation, yeah. 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 Or my son, how, my daughter, right. that our lives become unmanageable. So that's, that's, that's when
6: your life starts changing. Yeah, so that's take, how you do it. So power if that's then.
0: you, mm-hmm. if that's you, then maybe the you want to do back. these, actually do the 12 steps.
3: Total right. And,
0: but but it seems so like I would totally see it. it's natural to think this is them problem. Why would I need to do the steps? You're the one oh, with the problem. I think we as all soon as that as soon as, as your that. problem's fixed, then all my problems go away.
5: Yeah. It's fun to be the victim sometimes because you could be the ma- the mad one. Like, dude, <laughs> you did this to me, you did this to our family you are the worst, you suck, and I'm perfect because look at me, I didn't do anything super gnarly.
2: See, and that's where the ego comes in for the spouse. So, like, like yeah, I've talked about this lately a lot, like how our ego can be there when we're the addicts and we're on top bulldozing people because we're better than everyone, our situations. It can also come as an addict when you walk into the meeting and you go, I'm a victim. Like, this was me. Lexi wasn't there. Like, But when I would show up, ask James and ask those dudes who were in Xander, it was my wife this, my wife that, my church this. The ego in me was now the victim, so the ego can be the same for the spouse, and that's what she was just describing. So a lot of a lot of spouses don't want to hear that. Like, of course, like they don't want to think that they have a problem, just like the addict doesn't want to think that they have a problem. But reality is, if you can't see the problem, you are the problem.
4: Well, let's let's be honest. So like take it take it down like one step of just to simplify. The reason why you're walking into a 12-step meeting is, yes, because you're married to somebody who has a serious problem. Totally. However, when you do the 12 steps in the ARP manual, it uncovers all of, like, the natural man within yourself and all of the weaknesses and all the things that you've done wrong that bring you down into the depths of humility that make you realize... What the Book of Mormon says, which is we are all beggars. Mm-hmm. Nobody has their sins are worse than, like,
6: because you because I sin differently than you. Yeah,
4: and because you screwed up worse in life than me, then like, I, I'm a step above you, and that's what Jay's talking about with like ego or pride or whatever you want to call it. This these steps will take all of that away from you, and it'll take all that out of your marriage, which is like so toxic and when you can eliminate that then you can see things for what they really are instead of all of this like crap that everyone has to like try to wade through
0: when well, you have and, hurt feelings and the chaos and, that is probably within the home that the yeah, kids feel and everyone yeah. else mm-hmm. feels around and mm-hmm. and step 11's personal revelation I think I mean that's critical to know like because y- you probably get asked, we get asked, like, should I leave my spouse? Should I stay with them? Yeah. Like, th- those are not easy questions that only you can probably answer. And 100%. until you're capable of receiving personal revelation for you and your family, mm. you're you're relying on the world to tell you.
6: Or friends or, or fr- family. Yeah. You know. mm-hmm.
0: and, and A
6: friend who probably has idea, oh, no idea, hasn't experienced this. Yeah. No
0: experience and is not emotionally <laughs> tied to it. So it's easy to say, leave oh, him. for sure. Or you yeah. just write it out, like, just tough it out. Or whatever the case may be, but that to me, clearing out the baggage. But at the end of the line is now. Now you're capable of receiving personal revelation, so that you know what to do. Do so you know to stick with him or her? You know to leave. You know to fi- get the divorce attorney, like because right. yeah, sometimes that's necessary. Like it. Like there's been you, times Jay, you testify all the time. The best thing happened when your wife said, "I hate you and I want a divorce." Best day of my life. And I see some of the spouses like, "Oh <laughs> crap!" Like I hope my wife doesn't say that to me. But, totally. Maybe that's I why didn't you want to say it to me oh. at the time, right? Like you know,
2: but it's, it's 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 the retrospect that comes from a spiritual spiritual awakening after you do these twelve steps. That that testimony, that you know, reason why I say it all the time. I, I promise you, I didn't say that that first year ever once in my yeah. recovery, like let alone the first day. Like so, do
0: you remember the first time you said that?
2: Uh no, I
0: admitted that like that was a good. Probably day. when
2: we started this meeting, so probably in my third year of recovery. Okay. The second year, like, and then I started realizing like what because there was a lot of dudes showing up going, I you know I just didn't unf- unfolded everything in my bitch uh, about my wife, and this that and the other, and I I remember just like hitting him, and I just like especially when Johnny was here, you know, I just remember saying that like. Best thing that ever happened to me was my wife finding, you know, like to finding my pills that first time, and then finally getting the courage to sit, look me in the face, which is not me, my ego, right, my disease. She looked right into the eye of the of the addict. of the attic. Uh, active Not attic. Jay. Jay was gone it's by more then. The like, addiction. like you don't understand. Yeah. Like I was a chemical. I was a walking chemical. Like I was not a human being at that point. I was a I was a creature, like so bad. Well, that's why you can continue to live that way. You're not human anymore. And she looked right in that and said, "No, I, I don't I'm want to segue
0: that. after that pornography addict." Is that Mm -hmm. the same thing? Because it's not a substance you're taking in, but do you see a different person when they're active in that addiction?
4: Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's just any time you're doing something to take yourself away from the spirit, then you're not acting, you know, as your best self. And um, I don't know where I
2: was going with that. It's visual. Yeah, it's visual. Like, I think what she's saying is, like, you know, we, the scriptures talk about this, this, this darkness that comes yeah. in countenance, right? When oh, sin yeah. And that's what she's, you know, Lexi could tell it's, every time. Like, it's back not in the day, even, like,
5: it's not even the actual person. Like, I could honestly remember certain um periods of time where there was, like, a dark presence in our home. Yeah.
6: Mm-hmm. Like, it
5: was in our home. And it was, like, I remember some nights, and I'm just, like, did you need to put, like, your hand to the square? Like, they were there. Well, they The yeah. bad spirit, I don't know. Like, I felt, like
6: evilness that's why I felt like I had to do these steps myself to to figure out if he was lying or not like how do I know if he's lying that's where you need personal revelation totally. to, to know that and yes. I have known every time when he was lying well before that years before that but I wasn't willing to admit it to it. myself yeah, right Cause Cause it's scary. So, so, you well,
0: say, so like, in how an addict lies to themselves, would you say spouse? Your lie wife to yourself? already knows,
6: by the way, if, yeah. if you think you're hiding it. <laughs> yeah, can I you're just put a point to that what she's saying? Like, she if you're an, add, if you're an addict if you're an
2: addict and you're thinking that you're getting like you think you're well, my wife hasn't told me she didn't leave me, so I'm getting away with it. Well, yeah, Lexi took her years to say that. Reality is just like Stacy said she knows every time and so did Lexi and I'm sure Corinne they know they're in tuned they may not know the details though of course not like, I'm not saying like... they know the solution or the details well, or any th- of that but th-
4: but I think this is an interesting question because I get asked this a lot like well how because the Neil lied to me a lot and he would lie because he because it was uncomfortable for him and he would say and, like well I don't want to hurt you, you. Right? oh bolt. Bull- he didn't want to hurt himself. He didn't want to <laughs> feel the pain yeah. of, of like this being is mad. yeah. Yeah, and it's so uncomfortable to get in trouble with my wife or to have to like so, And I think he there was like a genuine like oh I don't want to hurt her, but really, if he's really being honest, he didn't want to feel that pain himself. Totally. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing that I think is interesting. When you do the steps, I used to think like first of all like oh, we're going to go to these meetings because it's going to work and it's going to fix him. And then there was a shift in my recovery of like, I don't really care. I, of course, I cared about him, but I was like, I am not here anymore to care about whether or not this is going to work for you. I'm only Mm. here to fix myself because I literally can't live one more day in this crazy. I cannot do it anymore. And when I shifted that way, it was no longer about, am I going to catch you when you're lying to me? And it was more about... Am I going to be right with God? Am I going to have the spirit in my life? Am I going to be able to live with peace and clarity? And I'm going to have so much trust in God that he's going to tell me when I need to know things. And when I don't, it's going to be on Neil. Because Neil's going to have to sit in the crap of his bad decisions. And it's not my job to make him feel the weight of his his bad choices. Mm-hmm. That's between him and God. And that's where... It will get you if you really dig in and do the steps. But if you do them with the intent of, like, maybe if I do them, then my husband will open up his workbook and he'll be <laughs> inspired. Like you're yeah. sitting yeah. in front yeah. of him yeah. writing? Yeah. Like, yeah. No, no, no. It does it not work that <laughs> way.
0: <laughs> no, like,
4: honey, kind of look what I'm doing. Yeah, exactly. No, it works when you're, like, Sincerely you know what? do
0: it for yourself. I just mm-hmm.
4: can't live like this anymore, and I, I've got to get all of this, like, Toxic crap out of my life, and
0: we—I—I uh, I was at a, I actually was a meeting with like a bishop, his counselors, and a non-member uh, interventionist uh, psychologist, and it was a new bishop, and the the not the non-member psychologist basically said, "You Mormons are really." This is when you could call him Morm- us Mormons, and he wasn't corrected. <laughs> formerly for, for, like for, known for, as you people formerly known as Mormons. <laughs> you, you are a bunch of codependent people because you're not helping the addicts in your ward, your congregation, he said. You're giving them food. You're bringing them food. You're loving them. You're loving them literally to death. And it was multiple right. generations of addictions. Okay. And it was like, you know, multiple generations in this ward of alcoholics and, and addicts. And he gave it an analogy that I'll never forget. And he says, do you know why so many addicts have children that are addicts? Because it's statistically very yes, high. Yes,
1: it is. And, and
0: some people think it's led to genetics. He's like, that might be part of it. He's like, but let me explain the family's dynamics. If you're a child in that home, and he was mainly talking about substances, but he says if dad comes home and he's crazy, you know, three days a week, just blitz out of his mind and then leaves. Mom is crazy 100% of the time. Mm-hmm. So that kid says, I'd rather be like dad because he's really fun some of the times and then crazy some of the times. Mom, mom is just crazy, is just crazy all the time. Crazy. Mad, angry,
2: thrown. Mad, Mad, angry.
0: I don't want to be like that. And Was if that mom, right? and he's like, and if mom's the one going active in church, I don't want anything to do with church because church makes you angry and mad, so I'm going to go with dad, and dad doesn't like church, or dad drinks, or dad smokes, or whatever. I'm going on that. You know, partially crazy is better than 100% crazy. And and that really hit with, that came around that the same time sense. when Lexi started saying, I got to do the steps, got to do the steps, because you get your, then you're at peace with yourself. Mm-hmm. And you understand what's going on. Right. And whether the spouse comes along with you, the likelihood of the spouse coming along with you is much greater as well. Totally. But maybe they're not. Here's and the, the here's thing.
5: thing. I feel like if there's one piece of advice I could give to any wife or spouse, it is to, first and foremost, get yourself happy and healthy. And once you do that, your mental clarity, then you'll be able to, like what we talked about before, find that spiritual revelation for yourself and to know what to do. But also... When you're healthy and happy and you get to the point where Corinne was at where she's like, I'm going to be okay without you. I'm going to be okay whether or not you get healthy or not. That's a scary place to be for the addict because yeah. guess what? Their manipulation is not working anymore. It's like what mm-hmm. Stacey is saying. It's like what the al book is saying. You take your power back. And that is a scary place to be for an addict now because he's lost all that control of the manipulation he has over you and your family and whatever else is going on with in, in your marriage. So if you're going to do one thing, it's to get healthy and happy. And you can do that with the 12 steps. And it's like what Corinne's saying. If you do it with a full heart, you will. You will have that peace. You, you'll you get everything that it Heavenly Father... Works. Yeah, We yeah. just did this
6: this week because my husband said you're different. Like you look different. You feel like this is different. Our oh. house is different. Something's changed. I don't like it. And yeah, I had man. to say like, well, the addict doesn't like it. I'm mm-hmm. sure he's Amen. very, he's very, Amen. um, That's it. something's changing in the waters and I feel like stronger. And I think Heather said this in her podcast that her husband noticed that something mm-hmm. was different. She's like, yeah, I do feel stronger. Like I have some power back in my life. I am not powerless over like Corinne said earlier. Like if, his day is ruined. My day doesn't have to be ruined. Or he's having... Oh, and
4: there were so many years where I was... Years. I, and I feel like I have such a strong testimony that I've never hated God. But I definitely had times where I was like, seriously, how is this fair? <laughs> how is it fair that, like, I married this guy in the temple and I have such righteous desires to, like, have a good marriage and whatever... And yet, like, whenever he decides to screw up, then I have to live in, like, complete misery. Sadness, misery. Yeah, I just feel, like, so much anxiety over, like, when's the next thing going to happen and feel, like, out of control. Like, my life was always out of control. And that, like, I you don't have you to even, live like that. you even
5: shared that tonight. You said your happiness depended on whether or not he was using or not. Yeah. Totally. And that's, I think that's exactly what so many wives feel. It's like... You're happy when your husband's, like, doing okay, but then if he relapses or if he's doing something he's not supposed to, then you're, like, this crazy mad everything person. Crashes, yeah, and yeah. then, like, your whole world sucks, and you're like, ah, oh, your my life, yeah, everything. So, but if you can get your mental state into a place where you're fine no matter what the outcome is, then... Mm you have all the power and you don't have you don't let Satan have the power you're not letting Satan Mm -hmm. in your mind telling you you suck you're a bad wife especially with porn I feel like wives they feel they don't feel pretty they're they're like oh maybe I need to have like crazier sex or you know there's all these different things that go in their mind but that's just Satan it's not none of your it's none of your fault you have to always tell yourself that it's nothing you've done
2: well, what Stacy so. said too, like uh, I mean, coming from an addict, I remember, like obviously, when Lexi did that, like when she said that she was done. After I was done throwing my tantrum, I tried to manipulate her and get her back. Go to the bishop, go to the temple, like to all these things. And what Stacy said, you're right. Like, rant, you know, he, it, it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, it's, it, it's the, it's not only is it, it's the addiction, but it's like there's demon. Like we're talking about possession, right? Like when I, when I, when I, when I was using. I was possessed. I, for sure. I know that because the clarity I have in my mind, I got sober my first year and I didn't touch a drug. I didn't touch one drug, one drink, and I still felt miserable. Okay. So it wasn't until I spiritually started to take care of myself. I spiritually started to get honest. I spiritually tried to, you know, work a recovery based upon spirituality, not just functional steps and not using drugs. It had to go deeper. And and you know, Brad, you gave an analogy the other day about like I think it was you in a meeting like, you know, what happened when Satan or when when the when the apostles or whatever cast the demons or Christ cast the demons out of the man, they jumped into the pigs. And then what did the pigs do? They didn't just go run off and have fun. They jumped off a cliff and killed themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, these things are these things are real. And when I took my friend to that twelve step, you know, when I took her to, you know, friend to rehab, you know. Uh, and set 24 hours in a car, trapped in a little car, a little, you know, little car for the long drive <laughs> from Orange County. What kind of car are you driving? Yeah, it was a little, a little well, bit. it wasn't mine, luckily. Oh, okay. I got to drive a nice Beamer, but still still a little inside. And I'll tell you what, uh, that person was, I saw I saw things come out in that drive, in that 15-hour drive that weren't, this wasn't alcohol, this wasn't the human, this wasn't an angry child, this wasn't a pissed off, this, that, and the other there were times where voices were changed. There were times where things that were said were not like, and I, and I didn't share this until we got her to her rehab. And then me and our other friend who I drove up with, we, I remember sitting on the curb right outside of the home. Now it's like three in the morning and we sat down and it was like, we looked at each other and we're like, like we need to, and we start crying. Like, it was just like, it felt like something spiritual. And then she, when she surrendered into that home, Dude, it was like a it was dude, it was just like possession. It was like something was the beginning of coming back out, now it can come back in. And so you're very right, like what you said, you need to stand up to it, and they notice, they notice. You know, when I taught on my mission, I'm sure Brad can say the same thing. We've had tons of experiences where where, you know, evil spirits know when there's righteousness in there and they don't want anything to do with it. And but you keep going, you keep fighting because and like you said, more than likely or not. You're going to be the change, right? If nothing changes until something changes, and if that's got to be you, then great, right? Because you still got to live your life. You still have kids that you got to take care of. If the addict still wants to be possessed and go on for the rest of his life or her life until they die, that's their choice. That's what Lexi said. That's your choice. She literally said, once I was done complaining, she said, she said, listen, I love you and everything. Like I, Like, I hope you get sober for our kids. But, like, even if you get sober, like, I'm never, it's, You know, she, you know, anyways, she was, it was taking care of herself finally. And that changed everything because it was real. And then she didn't, I couldn't manipulate her anymore. I would call and yell and and do all these weird things. And the salesman that I am didn't work. It was over. And that changed my life. That changed my
0: life. So so I'd like to get into shame of a spouse because that church culture, I think it leads to the foundation of it is we try to scare our youth and our adults into not sinning, right? Uh-huh. Like you just said doesn't, work. doesn't but, work. But that's what we try, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh, it's like the, the don't do drugs. Like this is your brain on drugs. And you're like, well, it doesn't do that because my buddies are having fun. Yeah. Yeah. Like look at the beer commercial. It's not like <laughs> the, the, the counter <laughs> sales argument is doesn't work. But I think that's the part is like if I can shame you or scare you into not sinning, then maybe you won't sin or maybe you'll stop sinning.
6: That gives us an unhealthy relationship on who God is. Totally. That God's right. there waiting to like smite you when you do totally. something wrong, and that's not who He is.
0: But but yeah. but shame is real. Like even it you, is like real. you're not coming. You're not public with who yeah. you are, where you live, right? So that's mm-hmm. a real thing. You're, you're in the thick of it right now.
6: My husband. Uh-huh. My right. husband. Yeah. I'm or ready you- to shout it to the rooftops. Okay. I'm ready to. Okay. I spoke. I bore my testimony. That's why you're here. Last mm-hmm. month. Um, and I was like shaking all through it, but the spirit told me that you have, like, there is no more hiding this and he was probably shrinking totally. in, the, in his seat, but I had so many women say like weird things to me afterwards. Like, Oh, I have a cousin and would go off on a weird oh, tangent. Yeah, and I was like, that's not why I shared, but <laughs> It was liberating for me to get that part out to my whole ward, and I what thought were there's you sharing? something to this. Just that I go to ARP. Oh, okay. Okay. There's this manual. Okay. <laughs> I know the atonement.
0: So, more so at that than point, in my whole uh, life, the risk was people are going to think, "Oh, you're an addict," right?
6: I was willing you, to take that risk. at that. Point. that
0: did that I cross your mind? I guarantee
6: there are people in Relief Society sure. who will no longer talk to me
0: yeah.
6: because they think it was me.
0: Yeah, Well, I had, the same, I had the same thing going I disagree.
6: through my mind. I disagree.
4: We, I don't know what you guys think, but, like, I don't know that there is a more scary um, addiction sure. to come out oh, with, with than
3: pornography,
4: pornography addiction. Oh, and sure. Neil was terrified, but he knew. Like, we would go to the temple, and it got to the point where he wouldn't even ask me anymore. He'd kind of, like, side-eye me, because he knew there were so many times that we would go, and he'd be like, what are you feeling? And I would be like, I feel like we're supposed to... Do step twelve. We're supposed to be sharing this. We're supposed to help. So people. this is
0: pre-breaking animity, Pre- right? Pre- Yes. Yeah.
4: And he was he would say in the temple, like, I know, I feel it too. And he would be like, I know this is what God wants us to do. But he was so afraid of like people judging him or people totally. treating him differently. And I was like, That's fine. Like we can do this when we're 70, we can do it never. Like it's up to you. Mm-hmm. And when he was finally ready that night when we were driving home from ARP and we got on the phone because we had driven separately for some reason. And we were like, it's time. And we both knew it.
0: So where did you break it first?
4: Um, well, we just did it like I wrote. I, he was like, you go home and you write it out. And I wrote it all like okay. late that night. And then the next morning he woke up and read it and was like, okay. like, And even then he was kind of like, oh, so, cause, I Because
0: you have a big... Platform as far as uh,
4: right. who you are, but that's what we knew too. Like we feel really strongly. So yours
0: wasn't just coming out and and breaking enemy to your ward or to your friends. It was.
4: It was. You it know was what? We actually several hundred thousand people. Funny that you say that. We had planned on first doing it in my ward. Then he was like, maybe we'll, like we'll do it. Do we some had baby talked. Steps. Yeah, we that's had it. talked about like baby steps, and just the way that it happened, it was like, no, we just need to like blow through this and just like get it all out. And that's just the way Heavenly Father wanted it to happen. And He came to me and was like, let's do this. And
2: um, so,
0: so you didn't just tell 20 people or 200 people. No. I mean, a couple hundred thousand, right? Probably a million. Like, million or so, thousand. what <laughs> we can do some math on here. How many like millions?
2: Yeah. Is it? Their blog, it like has at least, a, like, I think, all together, isn't your outreach like a million?
0: Pretty close to. The point is it's yeah, a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. It's, it it's depends more on the than time probably year, yes. it's probably more yes. than anyone listening to this podcast. Yes, yes. Let's put it that way. So statistically, like how many people uh, reacted poorly to that?
4: None. Zero. Okay. Uh whoa, I take it back. I did have one guy who's not a reader of mine on like cause the Deseret News republished it in some other places where he was upset that he was like, How dare you use your husband's Addiction to further your blog, which is, there's no furthering my blog. First of all. It's not like then
2: you came <laughs> out it's with in in book shoes. Right and right, oh, by the way, oh, buy some shoes, his well, shoes are. he was
4: really though. W- he wrote this big long comment, and what he was mad about was that in the twelve traditions, there's you know we don't talk, we don't. That do, guy doesn't even know his
1: own family. That guy doesn't yeah. know the real right, yeah, right,
4: right. <laughs> but there is like in the twelve traditions and twelve steps. <clears throat> excuse me. There's um like a part that says we don't go to media sources or this that, and the other and it's like ancient when they wrote yeah. that
2: Nin-
0: 1930s but but the reason <laughs> but why they did that do you know why
4: because they didn't have enough people to yeah. support it at right. the Flat time out. Yeah.
0: they couldn't yeah.
4: handle it anyway okay yeah. come full circle come back to like um, shame and coming out and like have people treated him differently we have received nothing but love from people and like for me may- like maybe there's somebody out there who feels a little bit weird
2: but they keep it to themselves. They keep, first
4: yeah. of all, they keep it keeps themselves. But for every one person who maybe we don't know about, there's like 10, holly, ten people For, for sure, there's there like, some doinkers so out there that
0: are doing that. I, but to me, that's like great. That's on you. That's it on, provides opportunity for them to be judged them, for them being doinkers. Oh
4: but surprisingly, <laughs> Doin, I even doinkers. I,
0: doinkers. D O I N K E R S. <laughs>
6: Thank
0: you. Doinkers. Pat. Bring that to your vernacular. What girl. is
6: that word? I um, hope my epic. husband hears this because he is in such a shame part that he oh. doesn't want anybody to know. But see, this is
2: where, okay, so, so can I speak not, on this? Because, like, uh, listen, I promise you I'd be in that same shoes when I was still not ready to surrender all right. the way.
4: Right, right.
0: Like, and so so that... Because that, because once you get honest, you have to, like, stick with it. Once
2: you do these 12 steps, guess what? The 12th one is not you hiding it under a bushel like you coined. Like, reality is... I came to realization, I mean, Lexi talked about this, like, I would die if I don't share this. Like, I shared on our pulpit where I met Brad because a girl came to our meeting. She got sober for 71 days. She went up to Seattle to see her family, her dad. She never come home. Her, her parents, her mom, and her husband show up. Oh, she died of an overdose. And then it was like my ego all of a sudden, just like once again, it was another onion layer, right, peeling off going, guess what? You're not immune to this. The shame you feel is because you're not done with the steps, okay? Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you're tiptoeing. You're going to meetings. You're doing, sure, you're doing be better, good, better, best. Like, but if, if, if just coming to meetings is the bar, that's pretty damn low. And if just getting sober is the bar, that's also pretty darn low. You know, it's not about that. It's about having a spiritual awakening and back to spiritual sanity and, and, and peace so then you can go help other people. Not so then you can live a great life in the sunset and never tell yeah. a soul. Amen. Like, go on, that's yeah. not what it's about.
4: Yeah. And I here's the thing, too, is that there's a reason why I think Neil and I would feel this so strongly in the temple, right? Because there's a reason, too, that we do the things that we do in the mm-hmm. temple where you get this perfect perspective of, totally. oh, this is why we're here on earth.
3: Totally, It's not, not about a it's not when people. you
4: meet someone and you say, like, oh, what do you do? Yeah. What, is that, what is that question? <laughs> how do you make money? Like, yeah, yeah. why does that even matter? When we die, is it going to matter? Are we going to meet people in heaven and be like, what did you do when you, well, how did you make your money? Yeah, how would you nobody, waste your time when you were on earth? Our- <laughs> nobody cares about that. But if we are if we actually <laughs> believe what we head? say, we believe that we are in the business of saving souls and that God's eternal, you know, His is to bring the immortality and eternal life of man. That's his whole game plan here then do you think that Heavenly Father cares when we come out and we tell people, these are my weaknesses and this is how I overcame it and you can too?
0: Well, how about this? You're saying this guy that died for me, I fully utilized the benefit of that. Right. (laughs) Or is he more like, yeah, I didn't really need to use it. Yeah, that's all right. (laughs) I mean, like I swore a few times, but maybe I went to the store on Sunday and... Yeah. But uh, yeah, so it's all, it's I, I ask this
6: because maybe there's other wives in my situation where I'm like farther along, quote unquote. Like I've done the whole 12 steps and I'm willing to sponsor other wives, but my husband is nowhere near close to that. So yeah, how you're can I than do my 12 steps when That's he hard. doesn't That's want hard. to? Well,
0: but, but there are. But what's the but, question? Well, yeah, I, well I think that. your question, I is her question is she's ready um, to go 12 step and. Oh, yeah. Just, and, and break it in me but you don't but have the to.
6: reason i have yeah. 12 steps is because well, of my i would position.
0: say because you share in our meetings you're uh you're an asset in these meetings locally totally. but you are you're sponsoring local
5: other wives
0: the you thing so
5: is the what? addict
2: i say you just i say you do what you need to do because it's well, about it's about yeah, listen, personal like, revelation <laughs> yeah it's personal revelation <laughs> for know. sure <laughs> for sure but reality is like how did you get to where you're at today Someone else sharing their real story. not but Exactly, right? <laughs> not just sharing part of it, though, and, and leaving a name out because they were afraid of the opinion of the other person. You think I liked it? You, listen, I love it. Uh, first of all, she's the reason why we kept going. When she came, first came back, we went to one meeting because our, our therapist said, oh, she needs to go, which gratefully did that because, boom, epiphany for her. But then we lived so far away, I was thinking I was out of oh, it. I didn't have to as go as again. Yeah. And she goes, no, we're going next week. And I was like, oh, man. And you think... And then she starts sharing. And you think that first year I like to hear my wife talk about how much she, like, what she always does still? Now I'm okay with it. But, man, I'll tell you, that first year that that ego was still in me, that that demons were still in me just because I was sober didn't mean nothing. Like, her, her saying how she felt and the pain that I caused her, not to complain, but to talk about where she, she was and how she worked through it. Guess what? Every week... I got an uninterrupt, right, because I can't say a word. We're in a meeting, right? We're, I, don't know, I like to cut everyone off. I get to hear for five to eight <laughs> minutes, right, because it was a small meeting, so she we got to talk longer. I got to hear eight minutes of an insight that I never get to listen to because I was too busy bulldozing it with my excuses, my manipulations, and my justifications. So you talk about, in my opinion, it's, you can save your husband's life if you do what you need to do. If you don't do what you do, we don't know. But All I know is what it did for me and what it's done for a but, lot of other
0: dudes. Uh, but, uh, but the way it's, I think sure. it's gotta be personal relations. You, oh, of course, kids. of course. I'm just you got, my opinion, well. Like, well, opinion. You know, just, you know, just the my timing opinion. of that,
6: I definitely needed sure. to get, have my house be not so dark all the time, right? Like, yes, I needed it to be like a safe place for me to be able to feel the spirit there. Yes. Yeah. so that's why I started And realizing to do you have this. the spirit,
2: you have the priesthood, like you, you're sealed, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you have. That and, and that's what Corinne is saying. That's what Lexi is saying. You have now realized for yourself that you've, you, he, whether he's worthy or not, it doesn't matter. You, you are.
6: I can still go to the temple. Absolutely. And those initiatory, I bawled my eyes out when yeah. I first had the courage to go back to the temple like
3: a year yeah. later. By yourself?
6: And yeah. those blessings have nothing to do with him.
3: Exactly. And that was kind of
6: like mind-blowing that, oh, I get to be in here and I didn't have to, he doesn't need to be here. And... At the same time, it was also equally sad. Doesn't even start yeah, to yeah, describe course. it. It was like a what's well,
2: a bummer. You miss, you, you remember? You, I'm sure you went through your mind. You were thinking all the times you went when you were newlyweds and all that. Mm. Like that's for sure, right?
6: I mean, I got married in the temple because I wanted to, not because my mom wanted me to, or yeah. I thought it was the right thing to do. I wanted to do that, and I have to. And I'm just having faith and moving forward that one day his addict inside his brain will not have any more steam or something and and yeah he'll surrender no then the steam
4: never runs out but but it changes the
2: healthier things
4: but (laughs) people do reach a point where they're like enough is enough
2: totally Totally right. Am like you saw was the. I mean, think, think of her. Like we're talking career, Like we were married for a short time. They they from dating. We're talking years. Talk about talk Seven about enduring. Years. Like right. But like yeah. as soon as they got the fullness, they dove in just like we did. Just like you are. Right. And now the addicts. We took a little bit longer. You know. Like yeah, I was going, but it took longer. Neil took a little bit longer. You know. It you're you're a your, your, long time. Right. Long time. Right. <laughs> and your husband's taking a long time too. So don't lose hope. You're doing the right thing. You've gotten yourself healthy right? And now it's, it's time to continue, like Brad said, is in step 11, seeking that personal revelation, just like Corinne's done, just like uh, Lexi's done and many other spouses. And you'll know exactly what to do and when to do it. And from, I would be dead if I didn't break my anonymity. And I'm sure these, both of these two women would say the same thing. They spiritually would not be who they are today if they didn't share all the details, because if, when it's necessary, at the right timing, it's not always, not from the pulpit, but in those moments where wives come up to them and talk to them separately or on, you know, on a post and you're talking in a message, guess what? what we already have a culture of, of leaving the details out, you know, and, that, and that's created our shame. You know, it's part of how this thing grows in the dark. We need to light this thing up. Mm, so, yeah. there's, so, so all the demons and all of us can just, there's nowhere to go. Because it says, scriptures say, you'll know it's the last time because all the sin will be on the rooftops. You'll see it, and that's what we're seeing. You know, that you can't hide anymore from this thing.
6: <laughs> but I mean, my husband's addiction is like nicotine. Like, are you serious? Like, I have so well, much shame something over else. something yeah. very yeah. M- billions of people are using, and but because
0: Same with I can't
6: even imagine yeah. what Corinne yeah. feels. Yeah, but pornography outside very, the church is I know, like I can't oh. even. I cannot fathom what that feels like because something as ridiculous as nicotine <laughs> right. feels very shameful.
5: And I, yeah, maybe I think that's why I so can. many wives that have um, a, porn addicts, like for husbands, it's like there's, it's so here, scary no, to say. But anything but don't get the, the contrary. Here's, like, here's a porn, contrary porn, porn, thought, porn, thought porn, of
0: that is, is growing up, like throughout your life, you are not forced to ingest nicotine or alcohol. Totally. Maybe opiates if we have a surgery. Yeah. Um, only probably other thing that's it but yeah I'm trying to think like alcohol like we're not forced to consume it if you're Mormon why would you we were born to have a sexual attraction to the Mm -hmm. opposite sex
4: yeah but here's the thing that I've I've heard you say this many times and you guys like to talk about this and food and whatever here's something that like was such an aha moment for me in like the path of recovery is when somebody said this I was like it clicked it um that all addiction pornography addiction any addiction Mm -hmm. is pain management
3: yeah it's
4: not it's not what you're talking about where we have a need to sexually connect when we're married and nobody but but, 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 but when i when i see
0: a when when someone sees a bottle of vodka or a joint at at 13 14 years old if they have no experience with it it has no draw on them but if they see a naked girl they're gonna be like, oh, yeah. check that out. That's that's, true. That's for That's, a that's very, not the
6: reason her husband is. No, going no, no, to no. Is that but
0: that's saying? what the draw. There's no for natural, sure. except for the advertising of the beer commercials <laughs> and like all the hot girls on it and all that. Like, if you just straight up take a 14 year old boy, let's just say, and like, hey, here's a bottle of booze. Here's a joint. Here's some boobies. Here's some boobies. You guys. They're well, gonna no. Go, let's be honest. This is real. Like, dude, that, I, that, that they're gonna go. Whoa, check that out.
3: For sure. I, I want to be drawn see,
2: to that. I was drawn to boobies before I was drawn to Nicky, which by the way, I smoked cigarettes from the day I was eleven years old till I joined the church at 19. As soon as she left me, what do you think I did? I dropped her off and, and took Rusty home right to the gas station. I hadn't smoked in years, 10 Damn, years. Man. I went right over there and bought a pack of cigarettes. Because I couldn't I didn't couldn't afford booze. I was driving plus I didn't want to give it down. I didn't want to open that. So once again, the attic picking and choosing. <laughs> so listen, all of it's the same, like Corinne's saying. For sure. It's all pain management. It's all it's all but this. My argument is why it's so much more prevalent. Totally, yeah,
4: yeah. Yeah, more prevalent, but I think that when I hear you say that, and well, I don't even know that you know this, I would think that there are people who are listening to that,
3: and it, and, it,
4: and it creates fear of like, Oh my gosh! Because this is what I used to feel. We will never escape this. Oh. And anytime that bit, we turn on that the that TV way. or a commercial comes up or a billboard or we're going to try to be intimate or anything, it's always going to be a thing but, or a, but, a but, food addict. Like, but I'd say the same thing if you open thing. up the
0: door for alcohol. You go. I I go to a grocery store. I don't Every even pay attention to walking in and seeing aisles and aisles of booze, but I've started paying attention. Like. Wow, my friends that are alcoholics, when they walk into how Vons or whatever. Store? How do they go to the grocery store? Because you have you used to see booze everywhere. They have three hundred It does for nothing it. to me. But I'm thinking, you know what? My alcoholic friends are probably like, oh, I better walk <laughs> over here. Their entire life they've got to deal with that. Every gas station every, sells every, beer. Yeah. Every, gas
6: stations have every, huge yeah, advertisements for those view cigarettes or east They're oh, gigantic. Yeah. And I right. never noticed them before. And now
0: you do. But so so, yes, I think it is, it's in our face, but we've, if we've opened up these doors in, of whatever in our, in our mind and our obsessions, I, you know, and we yeah, start I entertaining where, those things, it's yeah. gonna, it's like, I get what Crint's saying. Crint's saying
2: that, like, uh, because this is how we all can take things, depending on where we're at, when you hear them. I get how, I, I never even thought about it that way. I thought you were gonna say how men can justify it, because, yeah. which I used to do. Like, trust me, when, like, she first got me looking at porn, I was like, well, babe, I mean, I, I grew up outside the church. I've been looking at as 11. Like, I'm going to slip up here and there, you know? Like, or, you know, at least I'm not out there, you know, sleeping with a hooker. But then I started sponsoring dudes where their porn led to that. And guess what? I realized real quickly, like... Dude, this is not no joke. You know, I used to look, you know,
0: and yeah, so anyways. And,
4: it's, and it just takes the spirit away from it. It's just like. Yeah, of course. No, out, no.
0: like it's Out of
2: your
4: life, out of your least, marriage, out of but your But what past. you're
0: saying is you're, it's when I say horrible. that, it's a fear of that never, that.
4: I just used to feel like, oh my gosh, we will never be able to yeah, this. I mean. but, it will, it escape Yeah, that's what I meant.
0: But would would escape what? Escape what?
4: The temptation, the slips, the like, like, this yeah. will follow us around for the rest of but our I lives and he'll never be able to get over it. Does
2: it? Yeah, no, I think I as an I'm addict. I'm
0: like, No, no,
2: no, I get what you're saying and I totally, I actually, I never th- saw that point of view until so you just brought it up and I see that, and, but that's, that's, and uh, that's true and it's real. Like, uh, there's no, I agree with you that, that, like, I'm sure that's how you would think as a spouse and the addict has to think that, think. but no, well, what I'm saying as an addict, I think there, that's how we got to look at it too, Right. Like I yeah. look at porn, I did not look at pornography until just a couple by maybe about a year ago. Of how it, I, when I think about it now, I think about it just like a needle with heroin, that will kill me. I look at pornography like that will lead me to rape, that will lead me to cheating on my wife. Well, first to wa- cheating on my wife, then it'll it could lead to rape. Because every rapist ever interviewed, you know, the statistics, it all started with pornography. And is that to say that everyone's looking at pornography as a rapist? No. But guess what? If this thing's a spectrum and it, and it progresses, then I don't want to be anywhere near it. If nicotine leads to cancer, if, if pot leads to heroin and death, then I have to put pornography on a scale, too, and go... Where am I on that scale and be honest? So I I think it's a healthy, that's a healthy fear that we need to have as addicts and spouses to know what we're like, it's just part of the healthy boundaries. Not to obsess over the fear that it's always gonna be there, but more so of it is always there. Therefore I need to make sure I'm living a solid program because sex is everywhere. That's why I got off social media, right? That's why you're spot yeah. husband, same thing, well, you know. He was a big part of me getting off.
4: Let's bring it back, though, because I think this is an important... We got onto this topic in the first place because of shame, right? Yeah, and I think that Neil and a lot of other people are terrified to open up about pornography. And yeah. it's such a prevalent problem in the world and in our church because... I think partially because... People are terrified to say it's like he would always complain about how in meetings it would be like, oh, well, you know, I knew this one person who. But nobody wants to raise their hand and be like, and I've been struggling with this for years. And And to me, hold on, wait, I've got to finish this.
2: sorry
4: You too. We get
2: so excited. We just love it. Part
4: of the reason why this is so important (laughs) is because, Listen. Because of what Jay just said, and I don't disagree with it, but I think a lot of men feel like, oh my gosh, if I say that I've had, if I've struggled with pornography, people are going to immediately assume that I'm a molester or I'm a rapist or I'm cheating on my wife or I'm going to strip clubs or whatever. Like they're going to go immediately to the worst place. And first of all, I don't think that people judge Neil like that. I just no, don't because not. I feel... The, the, the fear oh, no. is going f-
0: there? Is that what you're saying?
4: I feel the love that people have for don't him. Me. And I think that more... I think the funny thing is, I think the majority of people either have been there or are there in that same struggle. So they're not... They're oh, like, well, yeah, where do, exactly. I, what do I have to judge totally. for, first of all. But second of all, I think that, yes... On the one side of the coin, you have to realize that there is a real danger of things can lead to that. But more importantly, I think where Satan's winning and he's winning over and over and over again is with people who feel that fear and shame. So we've got people like... um uh Person who, sponsored, or if, who runs the meeting now in Irvine, and I'm not sure mm-hmm. if he's open mm-hmm. on this podcast. Is he? Yeah, is he but not his name. name? No, he didn't. Yeah. Okay, well, yeah. you know who I'm talking yeah. about. Yep. <laughs> or Johnny, who you named earlier. Yep. Yep. Or other people who, like, they didn't even tell their wives for years mm-hmm. because I think they were so afraid. And while they're afraid and while they're hiding it, it it's progressing. It's progressing. Yeah. So I think My Satan is you, winning yeah, 40 years. because he's so afraid, of, because the addict is so afraid of people finding out that they bury it and then it gets worse Mm -hmm. and worse and worse. And I think where Neil had victory was that he told me before we got married and he Mm -hmm. kept telling me, and sometimes I would catch him in lies and that was a problem, but he was constantly trying to overcome by saying, you know what, I do have a problem and I need to go talk to the bishop and now I got to talk to my wife and this sucks. And, and I think that more often than not, Satan's winning not only by making people feel like if I bury it, then it's not as bad as if people find out. And also, just tearing marriages apart, just having that, like, conflict within the home, having people be um, at odds with each other. That's so much more likely than, like, I can tell you right now that I would be willing to bet my life on it. Then Neil will never be a rapist. Neil wouldn't hurt a fly. Uh, you know what I mean? Well, no, no. Uh, um, and I only uh, an say an addict
2: that. in recovery would never be rape anyone. An addict in recovery would never overdose from heroin. An addict from recovery would never die from alcohol poisoning. An alcohol uh, a drug uh, an addict in recovery will never die of nicotine if he's in recovery. However, the statistics prove that if you're an addict fill in the blank, if you're an alcoholic, fill in the booze, if you're any of those things, if you use, you'll die. That's the seriousness right, of it. Right. It doesn't lead to Candyland and to fairy tales. It leads to <laughs> institutions, jails, and death. That's, that's the saying for not because it's a, a scary slogan, because we're not scaring the people in recovery. This is the real statistics every yes. year.
4: And if Neil had continued with his yes. addiction, he There's was no, he was knocking on the door, the door of, of like let's start make like making connections yeah, with yep, yep. real people. Yeah. Yes, he was. Those sure. were those were his thoughts when he was like, shoot, this is the next step if I don't like mm-hmm. rein this back yeah. in. Like if I don't reel this back in, this is where it's gonna lead to. And he knew that yeah. and we've talked about yeah. it. But what I'm saying is that I think sometimes Satan gets a victory over like Oh, like, if people know this about me, then oh, yeah, right. then 100%. everyone's going to think the 100%. very worst. And I think that, like, if we can get the shame out For of sure. spe- specifically pornography more than anything else, but if that, we can get the yeah, shame out of that's it. That's why
0: I bring that I up agree. is because I, it's, we're this, this may sound out. worse. It's, con- it's to me, it's like no one's forcing you to drink alcohol to become an alcoholic. You made some stupid choices, but you were knack to, to the men you're naturally attracted to the female body. Yeah. And so the fact that you like pornography, it shouldn't be shocking to anybody. <laughs> the fact that you like looking at naked girls and it's sexually stimulating you should not be shocking to anybody.
4: Right, right.
0: But and the, that's period. So number two is the fact that you got caught up in it, again, shouldn't be shocking. It just means that you got caught up in it, but there's a solution to it. Yeah. So if you, it, it's just like today, it's no... If you, got, if you were in a very stressful situation and you took opiates for three weeks, it's not shocking to me at all that they went through withdrawals and maybe they're addicted to painkillers. It doesn't shock me at all. Right. Mm. Okay? If you started drinking alcohol to drown out your stresses and you did it for a period of time, it, you're likely to become an alcoholic like for yes. these other factors. So if you're looking at pornography and you're sexually stimulating yourself and you're doing it for long periods of time, it's not shocking. You'll probably be have some sort of habitual relationship with yep. that. And so that's what more so with pornography because we're naturally, at least the, I can speak for a man, we're naturally inclined to be attracted to it. So we go and procreate and, and do these and things. And yeah. you
5: don't get caught and, as and, much. And and not, if I it's speak not like for you have alcohol on yeah, your you I'll speak for it. me you and, and a probably phone.
0: my friends I've talked to. If it wasn't for that attraction, I don't know if we'd get married. Yeah, like why? Seriously. Like why? You just keep serving every day for yeah. the rest of your life. Well, I'd get married? Buddy. Why? Like I'll just live with all my buddies. We don't even have sex. And, totally.
2: Like, <laughs> no, this is real. This is real. I and, know you're and, laughing at that. No, but. I know, but that's real. And and you know, one thing I want to say too. What so I it's meant, a powerful we agree, drive sure.
0: that's yeah. natural in us, but it's also scary because it is such a strong drive. That it, that Satan uses that it, it for sure to to use it. anything. And Satan's
6: second lie is that his power is greater than heavenly fathers and the saviors. You'll power. never get out of this. You'll never yeah. get See, out Satan, of See,
2: Satan, the one we heard this in the beginning yeah. of our meetings when we started them three years ago. Me and Brad and Lexi heard this was uh, someone came and said, You know what Satan does? This is his two things. He convinces the person to do it, and what he tells you, whatever that is, replace the smoking cigarette, alcohol, porn for the first time. He says, Everyone's doing it. Just try it mm-hmm. once. And then once you get hooked to it, he then, and you want to go repent to your bishop, go ask for help. He says, if you go do that, you're the only one that's done that. You piece of nothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if but, you go do that, you're going to be but shamed. There's, there's you know most of the mean? guys
0: like, we talk to, they're like, dude, 70, 80% of the guys in my quorum are all, all beaten up to yeah, yeah, Right? Yeah. And yeah. they're like, I'm not telling anybody then. Like, you just yeah. said. You just 70 said. 70% of them are. Yeah. So what's the shame about but still, it? If you really think 78% like, yeah, are doing funny. it, yeah. then you shouldn't be ashamed to say, hey, you've overcome it. Yeah. And I so just want to that, agree. That, that's the line. And what I was saying that's earlier mean... with
2: the rape is, and the thing is, what I I was I was just saying, what I you know, these are of course just the opinions of Jay. But like, uh, this is comes from sponsoring. So when we opened this meeting, when we started this one here in Laguna Niguel, just so happens that my first twenty guys I sponsored were all sex addicts and porn addicts, and and at that time I thought. Porn and stuff wasn't a problem. I thought this program was for drugs and alcohol. If you had a porn problem, I guess it could work. You know, I, I didn't see that as at that time. That's where I was mentally and spiritually. Well, guess what? I was still looking at pornography. So, of course, I was thinking that in my mind. <laughs> of course, I was justifying it. And God had a not a sense of humor, but he knew exactly what I needed to do. He said, okay, cool. I'm going to have you hear about 20 stories of how it went from just pornography, in my mind, just pornography, to this, 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 this. And some of them were horrendous sadnesses in these people's lives. Crutches just like a heroin addict, Mm -hmm. just like a fiend, scratching, you know, like... I I, I want to stop, but guess what? Now I'm in same sex attract. I, all this stuff has opened up. I'm talking about. I heard people confess things that they have never shared with another soul until that we sat together. That was a lot of weight, and then here I am still looking at pornography every now and then, and justifying it because at least I'm not doing heroin. Because that's where my bar was is what I was getting at. So mm-hmm. we every you know I was just saying that about like you guys are so you wives are so awesome because you're coming here and setting a bar so high. That, um, that we as addicts need to do the same thing because sometimes as addicts we come in here, we look for the differences, we go, well, mine's not there, mine's not there, and so we only set our bar here. Well, if I just get off my drug of choice, that's good enough. My wife should love me, everyone should forgive me, everything's good, let's go on. You know, but the reality is we all know that the drugs, the alcohol, the sex, the pornography, the, the hating your husband, that's not really the issue. It's not the problem. That's, your, that's, that's what you're caught up in to feel power because you're, you really feel weak and you really feel left alone and you really feel sad and you need validation and you need all this stuff. So that's what I meant. Anyway.
3: <laughs> so
6: I think what we got at is that addiction is bigger than us all. Yep. It's yep. bigger than anyone sitting in this room, but thank Heavenly Father that so is the Savior. And we yeah. have a solution. Atonement is bigger than addiction is.
0: Totally. It, well, And also everyone's got a different situation, a different story. But this solution but works the is the what they is saying, right? Yeah,
6: it's crazy how yeah, it, the it just atonement works for everything. The atonement yeah. encompasses all of, it. All of the... <laughs> yeah, not just traditions.
0: the sinner, Not right? just the sinner, right. Like the right. one who's who's violating the, the obvious sin, because there's a lot of sins of of hate and anger and things like that, but it, it can cure or... Cures everything. Cures all that. The last thing is what, what if... Because I think we have a lot of listeners that... We, we don't have a good audience poll of like who they are so but we get some that are like oh I'm not an addict or for sure we get the ones that are recovery you what you should do
4: is um, you guys have Instagram Mm -hmm. you can do those polls and they're anonymous
0: that's a poll we don't get that many responses on it
4: but Um, those polls are anonymous I don't
2: think most of our listeners follow us on Instagram they don't want to be linked to our (laughs) 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 it's really interesting like our followers
0: like
1: because yeah. if Fair you're not enough. that Undergrade. far along, you're not liking anything. You
2: don't like, want your wife you like to you follow <laughs> this <out>? next <laughs> step. Oh, wait, they're an addiction. Why are you following them? Oh,
0: it's my friend Brad. We live in Kentucky. I didn't know Brad. You know, anyways, Speaking of but, shame. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. <laughs> but uh, so what I'm sure there's some listeners that are like, they have a pretty good idea that their spouse may be an addict, but they're not coming to terms with it. What would you recommend for that spouse? So let's say whatever it is, porn, drugs, sex. Whatever, just say addiction. Like some addiction they're like pr- maybe they are maybe it's prescription like hey, maybe they're taking a little too much and like whatever it is but that spouse is not willing to come to terms with it what Lexi what would you say let's go around the room
5: that's a tough one that's I really tough one. I feel like I have because like, told- like
0: t- I've heard a lot of church culture would say I'm gonna go tell the bishop on you right which like what, what you tattletale the bill what's the bishop gonna do punish you like we try to like, I'm going to tell on someone again for that culture of you're going to get in trouble and then maybe you'll change.
5: So the first time that I, I found these pills in our bathroom and I was like, Oh, this is super weird. Like I didn't really think that much of it. And I went to call Jay and I was like, I had this feeling that I needed to flush them down the toilet. Cause it was like a lot like 90 or something. And <laughs> sure. I called Jay and I was like, Hey, like I know you've been having headaches. I just found this, like I don't get it. And he's like, and I was like, I'm going to dump them down the toilet. And he's like, no 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 no. No you can't do that and freaked out. And I that was like my first that was like my first real big sign. Um with pornography it's a little different because it is so hidden but most Can of the time real
0: quick? Yeah. Jay, do you as an Yeah. do you, do you role play in your brain with my spice my spouse finds this, here's what I'm gonna to say to her and here's how I'm gonna react.
2: As an addict, yeah. we don't even have to think. We know how to okay. lie. We just lies just when we're in our, yeah. we our mouth. Ma- I lies. just start talking and I get out of it. I've, okay. got, that that's why we're in this problem as adults. Because we've done it our whole lives yes. and gotten I mean, out of don't it. Know yes. else? We don't I don't even I, I didn't even know. One, that's why I was, yeah, I was the there was only three months in our entire life and marriage and none of you even got to see it that I was quiet and that was our first few months back together because I, I, I like I, I was being honest for the first time in here in my mind and I realized like I am so I'm low like I'm like I have been a lying sack of you know what all the time <laughs> to everyone not just when I got caught all the time. To everybody. And Right? Was I not? Was I not quite? Like, yeah. so, so did anyways. Did you know he was lying to everyone?
5: Yeah.
2: Of or, is. Like,
0: not just about drugs. Is that everything?
5: I mean, they, it, everything came out a little bit at a time. Okay. But what I was going to say is, I feel like I always did actually have, like, a spiritual, like, I don't intuition. know. Acknowledge, yeah, intuition. Like, I remember, like, I don't know. I feel like if you go to that person with an honest heart of, like, wanting to help... I feel like the outcome of that is more than just, like, I found this on your phone. What is this? Or I found these pills or whatever. It's like, hey, I've just had this prompting that, like, maybe you're looking at porn, and I just keep getting this feeling like I need to ask you, like, are you looking so at So are you porn? saying
0: maybe we get some personal revelation, step 11, about how to address it with them? Yeah. As opposed to reacting angually. that would be yeah. ideal that's the even when that happens that's, that's the best mean, situation like she actually had let's did that be honest, in the early house, early. like
4: that didn't happen <laughs>
0: okay cool. sure. go ahead Corinne, i mean would,
4: yeah that would be ideal that's to the to ideal to, like calmly yeah. like go to them and be like all loving
0: okay <laughs> <laughs> well that's what i want i want to know what's the ideal we can back up a well, little well i think it's important too to
4: just quickly note that like
0: we should shoot for the. It's
4: best. different for. Well, I was just going to say, it's. We're, I think we're talking about a different thing. Jane is candy over there. Um, different thing if it's your child, right? S- like, no, that's spouse. True. Versus that's true. Yeah, we have child. a lot of parents. Adult, okay. versus, adult versus little kid, right? Yeah. If it's your little kid, you're like, oh, no, no, no. Like, give me the keys. You don't have the car anymore. We got to talk about this. There's consequences because they're your kid versus like, it's your spouse. That's a whole different ballgame, and that's where yeah, that's true. I think, yeah, as much, like, love and kindness as you can muster, but that's a, that is a m- easier said than done, right? I just so feel like done, the right? freak-out
5: freak moments that I've had never went over well. No, no. they don't. They but don't. if you do come in love where it's like, I'm not being your mom, I just, I just need to know so that we can figure out how to go about this.
6: I had to take, like, maybe a 10-minute or however long bef- before you react. I always reacted. and never responded. I always just freaked out and reacted. But, man, when you first find out or you find that prescription you didn't know was there or you found something hiding underneath your mattress, um, don't immediately go over there and talk to them about it because your brain is... What the hell is this? Your yeah. brain is spinning. You need to take a time out.
0: That's advice for being a parent, too, though. Like, what if you find a joint yeah. in your bong on your kid's seat or whatever... The the overreacting is going to cause a retraction, Take a minute. Yeah. as opposed to do you want do you want them to be ain't? do you want to be scared of you or do you want a solution? Mm-hmm.
4: Well, and I think that but it's
0: got to be no hard. It's hard if the natural man wants to come out and just yes. strangle you. Yeah,
4: and I think that no matter what, like it feels like if I don't react intensely right, right now, now, yeah, then sure. like the world is going to end, and yeah, like yeah. it's a good reminder they won't to know say, how serious it is. you know what? Yeah. No matter what, it's always a good idea to take a step back and give yourself a minute. Like that's never gonna yeah. hurt anyone or anything. It's only gonna help. Just think about when to we just, got in like,
0: trouble, When someone yells at and you and us, it justifies us to be hard and back. But yeah, if someone's like, "Yeah, because you want to
5: react," you, you know, know what?
0: This is really serious. We're like, "Oh, suck this up." Uh, like, mm-hmm.
5: uh, yeah, like when someone you... comes to you with love, you're just like, oh. "Oh." Now they're just like disappointed. Like when your dad would say, "I'm so disappointed." disappointed. disappointed.
1: Let's like just yeah. to be there right.
2: <laughs> We're laying in bed before we went to bed, and she's like. Okay, I have to talk to you about something. When she does that, I'm like, oh, I've been an A-hole. <laughs> and I'm like, here it comes, and like, and like, dude, that would have never happened back in the day. And and she's like, you, okay, so I have this, you know, you've been, you know, I just want to get this off my chest, and you know, this is how you've been treating me, and, and did I say a word? I no, probably didn't you speak. Actually didn't. I probably didn't speak for like ten minutes even after she was done because <laughs> first time in eight years. You know, I'm like, just
5: kidding. I'm yeah, kidding. I'm spiritual kidding.
2: progression. Um, so and, and then all of a sudden. Uh, yeah, it's perfection on, prof- or what is it, progression on perfection. Keep and she and she goes, and she's like, "Well, are you there? Like, because like I, we're laying in the dark, right? And I'm, I'm not saying a word. I'm like, well, why do you think I wasn't speaking? Because like no, I know it's asleep. real. Yeah. Well, I was sure <laughs> I, I wish I was asleep because you know I I, I knew I was wrong, and I knew there was no justification. But this is this is to give hope to all those wives that are out there or spouses listening to this that like trust me, I, y- your husband may be pretty bad, but I tell you that. It, it's pretty bad living with me in my addiction and sobriety. I've been on trips
0: with them. I can testify. Yeah, at I'm pretty at demanding.
2: Time. I'm pretty obnoxious. <laughs> I'm a prima donna. I have a, a strong opinion. I think I'm right always. And yet, when she approaches me the way she did with Honey, you guess what?
0: parts and playing back to so them. Yeah, you should <laughs> record
2: this. I, I may never. Uh, I this, Yeah, I'm in the spirit right now, so I'm being caught up. I'm caught up in the spirit. What episode
5: is this? Yeah, I'm caught up in the
2: spirit. <laughs> That's why so so I'm going go, honest. Keep going.
5: This is my go-to. This is This is my
2: ringtone. <laughs> she caught the fly with the honey put it that way because i said you're right and then we stayed up longer and i talked yeah, we about well you know let's get to the bottom of this first of all it's never okay for me to treat you the way i treat you and then let, let, i think this is what's been going on in my life once again never right to treat you that way even back in the day i would have said all the excuses and said so deal with it yeah i'm hurting right now you don't see that and you want to bring me this on top of it how dare you, right? Oh, yeah, you've, yeah, you've probably heard that. And so, because that's how some, a lot of us are all alike. You know, all us addicts are alike. We do the same manipulation, maybe a different tone, maybe a different color. But for the most part, what I'm saying is what you guys said. You catch more flies with honey, and it's hard. But if you get yourself spiritually taken care of, like these mm-hmm. wives are talking about right now tonight, then guess what? You'll learn how to get your husband, which is the fly, and, and you'll get him with the honey, and you'll draw him into the spirit because he needs help. The spouses, we're not using to hurt our spouses. You know, as addicts, we are using because we can't stand to live life clear because we think we are not enough. We can't feel your love. We can't feel our children's love. We can't feel God's love. We can't feel our mom's love. Imagine walking every day through your life. You wake up for no reason, and you don't feel any of this love that you know is there. You can see it. I see Rusty's love, my son, and I can't feel it. Because I'm so caught up in here. And and so we need help and that's not an excuse, but we we need honey. You know, we need we need honey, you know, and you're not gonna catch us with vinegar because we'll we'll fight back with dirtier vinegar and it won't be pretty. And so if you're listening as a spouse tonight, you know, you heard some amazing solution from three women, you know, at different stages in their life and, and, and different stages with their spouses and but you heard pure solution, pure testimony. So if you're gonna, you're gonna listen to this and try to justify your situation as different, you're not. You don't get it yet, you know. And go back and re listen because you heard what you need to hear, and and the solution was there. So it was a rad, rad to put together. Well, Thank I you
4: guys. yeah, and I think that to go along with what you're saying to Jay that, um, when you said a minute ago, it's progress not perfection. It is it. I describe. Like Neil's relapses as feeling like a semi truck hit me. Like I was standing in the middle of a highway and a semi truck came and hit me and killed me on the spot. Like that's how it feels when you find out that someone's been lying to you,
3: or again, again. yeah, again. again.
4: And so, like, I would give yourself some grace too if you weren't perfect and you you totally. didn't give the fly the honey <laughs> or whatever. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Because yeah. it's it's rough at first, but I think the thing that I really c- came to understand from doing the steps, from first of all getting sick and tired and saying, I'll do whatever it takes and then doing the steps was that when I would freak out, I think it like at first kinda like Lexi said in the very beginning, like it feels good to be the victim and it feels good to be like, you know what, you suck and I'm gonna tell I'm gonna put you in your place because like this sucks and I'm I want you to know just how bad you hurt me you to and then mm-hmm. yeah you want them to suffer and then you start doing the steps and it brings you into the depths of humility and then you start to get square with God and then you're like you know what it hurts my spirit and I suck and like I feel bad it doesn't matter how much wrong they did it feels crappy to me to unleash on my spouse and mm-hmm. and then you start to say like okay, it's more important for me to have the spirit in my life than to do something that I feel justified in, maybe to scare them or just to make them feel guilty or just so they are put in their place. And so those are the things, like, that. that is the amazing part of the atonement of Jesus Christ that comes into your life and helps you not only heal all of the wrong and right all of the wrong that has been done, but also it helps you have, like, a true desire to want to, be in a right place with God at all times. And it just it doesn't feel good to freak out on your husband or on your spouse. It doesn't matter what they did. And I think that, like, when you're willing to dig in and do the work with the steps, you can get to that place. And I, like, in a million years, you couldn't have told me, like, that I needed to do steps. I was showing up because Neil had a problem and because I was like, fine, whatever. I'll Maybe it'll help if I come, but I'm still mad at you and none of this is going to work. Until... I woke up one day and said, I'm over this, and I don't want to live this way anymore. It's miserable to live like this. And you don't have to. You don't have to live like that. You don't have to. And doing the steps for yourself, not in hopes that it will fix your husband, but for yourself. yourself to get healthy. Will Mm -hmm. give you peace, and will give you the confidence that you can make choices like, you know what? Instead of yelling at you, I'm going to say that's too bad for you. It probably really hurts, and I hope you make better decisions next time.
5: Amen. Amen. Well,
0: Wonderful ladies. These are beautiful, powerful, wonderful ladies, with backbone saints. and pure saints. Saints and living the gospel and taking strong, one day at a time. Strong women. Sometimes one week at a time. Sometimes one, one hour. hour. One, one, hour. Hour. one, one hour at, time. at a time. No mm-hmm. different, right? So, thank you for sharing and being open. Um, I've learned a lot. Hopefully, you did as a listener as well. So, until next time, Jay. I'm an addict. But see you next time. Okay.
1: Dear Lord, bless us with.